Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Saturday Manager. I'm Mick Pusick, your host and manager of Bryden Ropes Reserves, who play Kent County Division 1 West. As it is a milestone episode, I'd like to start with a few thanks and tributes. First and foremost, Andrew Weeks, the founder and creator of the Silk Podcast Network. I think the great work he's done for grassroots football, both Saturdays and Sundays, with all the shows he's created and supported over the past couple of years. Uh, it's been a real big boost to the local grassroots community. So firstly, thanks to Andrew for that. And then over the years, obviously, getting to 100 shows, you know, it does take a lot of input and a lot of content. So a quick thank you to all the contributors, all the guests that have been on the show over the past 100 episodes. But a special thanks to the show hosts that have been before me. So starting way back with Chris Cropley, Nick Pitt, then Jim Kenny, and prior to me, Anthony DeLuca. A big thanks to those guys for all the time and effort they put bringing the content together for everyone to enjoy. So looking ahead to this week's episode, uh, we've got a special guest interview with AMG Ballers manager, Chris Sundberg. Um, Really good interview there to look forward to. That'll be coming up uh, very soon. And following that, as usual... We'll take a look at all the classified results from the 25th of March in Kent County Division 1 West and how those results affect the current week's standings. We'll look ahead to next week's fixtures and for a bit of fun, we'll put some predictions to those. So let's go back a week now. Uh, we had Metrogas uh, was our next fixture for Saturday the 25th. Um, training session was on Wednesday night as usual over at Meridian. We had another good turnout, I think about 16 or 17 players for that session. And again, we had half a pitch, which is ideal for us. Normally, we don't always have that. That's why I mention it. Quite often, we only end up with a third of the pitch. But at the moment, with the first team playing so many um, weekend fixtures as they look to kind of get through their uh, scaffold calendar in time, um, we're often now getting a bit more of the pitch, which is great because it gives us opportunities to work on um, larger patterns of play and, and really do some good work with the guys. So our head coach, Stuart Biggs, came up with some drills for them to do at the start and a little pattern of play for them to work on. As we get the opportunities, we are spending more time kind of working with players in specific positions, um, things that they can bring on the game day. And a bit like muscle memory, really, you know, the more they can do it in similar situations on the training ground, the easier it is and, and the more chance you've got of, of seeing it come out on a, on a Saturday. And to be fair, that really has been the case for the last few games, particularly the last three or four games. We're starting to see that training ground um, drills and shape and movement, starting to see little little glimpses of those on a Saturday. And it's really good to see. It's rewarding when you see that happening. So while Stuart was working with the forward players on those patterns, um, I took away the defence and we worked on a bit of um, shape and how we want to be off the ball more so than on it. And we worked on some patterns of play with them as well, building it out from the box and how we can try and set attacks up, um, which was really good. The lads really responsive and they seemed to really you know, buy into it and, and understood it. Um, and then at the end of it, we kind of done a progression where... We, we put the defenders in, trying to use what we'd worked with them from the defensive side and kind of mirrored them against the forwards with their patterns of play. And we finished the session off um, doing that for, for the last sort of 20 minutes. And it was really good to see. The guys really enjoyed it. They seemed to have good buy-in. And the session went so well. Everyone was really, you know, up for it at the end. We knew we had a, a really tough game coming up against Metrogas. Um, we played them away 
uh, their ground back in, I think I'm going to say it was probably around about November or December. And um, despite a good start there, I, I can recall the game quite clearly still. We were 1 0 up um, and we were playing pretty well. Um, one or two injuries um, came in at the during the game, and as we had to make the changes at the time, um, it kind of affected our flow a little bit. And Metrogas very strong. I mean, you know, no two ways about it. They're one of the top sides in the division. And um, they took a 3-1 uh, victory on the day. Um, we were, so taking that into account, we were kind of, the good thing with the second time round, one is that, you know, you kind of have a little insight into the team, how they play, and you kind of try and make mental notes and little notes here and there on key players and things like that. Um, also, you know, we know we've got the advantage now of, of playing these fixtures at home, which is wonderful. Um, and we just really wanted to make sure that we gave ourselves the best chance um, to get something out of it. You know, as we touched on before, um, we've been on a good, really good run um, of results um, by, you know, by our own standards where we started from in the season, having won the, you know, won or, or drawn the last five games consecutively. Um, kind of took us up looking at this game as a real opportunity to go a whole calendar month without a defeat, which is something we hadn't done in the season. So it would have been a nice milestone for us and something we were, we were really looking for. So the guys were very keen and they did uh, take that on board. Um, unfortunately, we did know at the end of the session that we had a couple of players with minor in- injuries that couldn't make the session there. We had a couple of little injuries that came out of the session. And also we had a, a couple of... Um, players that uh, weren't available for the, for that game so between the the two when we kind of put up the uh, poll to see who's available for the Saturday we only managed to get an, a, a bare 11 together um, so it wasn't ideal preparation for uh, a match day against a you know a really strong side you always like to have a bit bit of option on the bench just to freshen things up or you know maybe make a little tweak to the shape if it's needed um, but we were so flat on the on on the numbers that actually I have to say a big thank you to our coach Will Walkham. He's he's really not played this season. He's had um, a bit of an ACL injury and and he's he'd be the first to admit his match fitness isn't there. But to, a credit to him, he he's put his hand up and he said no. You know, we'll be I'll be there and I'll kick up and I'll be ready if I'm needed. So you know, it shows the spirit there and and that's what the club's all about. So moving on to the Saturday, uh, it was a 2.45 kickoff. We were at home on our 4G pitch. Um, we had a 1.30 meet. Um, really tried to press into the lads, you know, very important with just 11 that everybody's nice and on time because, you know, with the disadvantage that you've got just from that fact, you know, you don't want anybody being late, missing kickoff or not having a full warm-up. Um, most of the guys were there on time. I did know in advance a few people because we were so low on numbers, had planned to be away and were travelling back. So, you know, we kind of gave a few um, passes to a couple of the lads. But by two o'clock, everybody was there. Um, we kitted up. It was a very good warm-up, uh, very light, just to get just to do the minimum without overexerting the lads, but just to make sure they were ready for the kickoff. Fortunately, um, even though we, we didn't have a full, um, a full complement, we didn't have to change players' positions overly so. I mean, we, we, we had to put a striker at centre-back, which I think sometimes, um, you know, that they, they can do that. And, you know, there's similar traits there somewhere along the line. Um, I've seen it a few times with, with good strikers that are able to play that position. So, you know, big big shout to Nate there who, who stepped in and kind of filled the gap for us at centre-back because we only had one um, fit centre-back available for this game. And then we had a, a left-winger who had to fill in at right-back. So again, big thanks to Mo. He did a great job there. And a couple of smaller, minor changes. But essentially, um, probably seven or eight of the players were all in the right position and we were just comfortable. So in the team talk, it was really, you know, just focusing on about keeping it as tight as possible. And I, it is something I always do preach anyway, but... Um, with these types of games, you know, it's going to be um, important that you don't give yourselves too much to do too early because without having any uh, subs, you know, not to put a finer point on it, it is hard to change games and it is hard to bring, you know, to change the flow of a game, the energy in a game um, if if, you, if it's got away from you. So the lads were all on board with it. We came out, kicked off on time. Everything was set up really well. 
and um, kicked off. And it couldn't have gone better. I mean, um, we've straight from their kickoff, we've, we've received the ball. They've kind of done a typical kickoff that you may see, you know, on the telly a few times where they roll it back sort of 20 yards and then they just slam it long for a big diagonal. Um, but it's gone straight to our centre back. He's kind of took it down, controlled it well. He's passed it to our um, winger, Cam, who's who's been playing really well for us who managed to run kind of centrally with it. He's played a 1-2 with our um, striker, Pat. So they've, they've, he's knocked it in and Pat's just played a little slide rule forward for him, kind of between the two centre-backs. And Cameron's just burst through with his pace. Keeper's come out and uh, Cameron struck it in from outside the box, edge of the box. Really good cool finish. And within sort of 45 seconds, we're 1-0 up. Um, so it's a really, you know, a perfect start in some ways. Um, we've had to say to the lads immediately, you know, it's a classic, it's a cliche, but it's nil-nil. Don't get overexcited. You know, teams can get caught cold. And it's something we preach a lot about, you know, don't be the team that gets caught cold. It's really key that, you know, you, you get the best start as you can. And um, and we did. And we were playing into a, kind of, into a headwind and into the sun. So it was quite difficult as we were trying to keep possession. It wasn't really an easy task. Throw-ins were kind of catching the wind and you're only able to get them half the normal distance. You hit anything too long or high, the wind sort of holds it up. Um, so we did find it quite difficult to, to get into our normal passing and, and movement on, on that. Um, but partly, partly the conditions, partly Metrogas, you know, they're a good team. They got the ball down well. They, they play it well through the thirds. They're a very fit team, young, athletic, strong team and quite tough, you know, op- opponents to play against. Um, they kind of worked their way into it after 15 minutes. Um, they were kind of having a lot bit more of the ball than we were, to be fair, in the first half. And uh, they took their opportunity. Um, ball went into the left of our box, I would have liked my winger to be a bit stronger and come out and head it, but he's kind of let it bounce. And when he's done that, there's only going to be one winner on it. So it's gone to their uh, their forward. He's running to the edge of the box, down level with the corner line. And he's kind of pulled one low across the face of the goal. And they're really horrible ones to defend. Our defence is kind of tracking it in, goal side. Gets to our full-back, the left-back near the back post and... He's not comfortable that it's safe to let it run past him. So he's tried to kind of um, do a a, a bit of a clearance on it, but he's ended up skewing it a bit and and it's burst into the net for for an own goal. So after a really good start, we're kind of one all and, um, you know, it's it's looking like it could be a tough a tougher afternoon with that. They'd got into the game and they were kind of pushing us back a bit. Um, once we got once they got the goal, we we kicked off and we kind of woke up a little bit. I think we we um, we, we took that as our warning and you know we tried to um, do the things that we work on in training, play it out the back, pass it out the back. But it was difficult because they are fit and every time we try to play it out the back, you know they're very cute and laid little traps and then kind of all you know put a quick press on and very organised. So it wasn't easy to. Uh, work the ball out that way and to be fair it's good coaching from them as well because if I was planning you know if they're playing into a headwind like we were in that first half you haven't really got much option you're not going to get that long a kick um, with the wind as it was so it's kind of you know obvious that the teams are going to want to try and play it to feet and play it out a bit so setting your your side up to push and press that um, you know it's it's a very good tactic to employ Um, we we got some balls going and we managed to kind of get some success down the wings. I think our wingers, you know, had some joy getting behind the fullbacks here and there. Um, we get up to about, I think, the 30-odd 30, 30 minutes, 30, maybe the 40th minute. And um, we, we played a ball into our winger who then plays it centrally um, to our captain, Damali. And the fullback, so all the plays kind of in the middle third, um, our fullbacks really stuck out on the left wing, really wide um, and in a really good position. Damali's seen that. He's played it into feet. 
Um, but from having acres of space within seconds, you know, the right back's over and marking him tightly. But he's done ever so well. He's run, he's, he's outstrengthed him, he's, he's got the shoulder through, he's gone past the fullback, and then he's into the box. The centre backs had to come over to try and deal with it. But obviously, because it's in the box, couldn't really be, you know, risk, a, risk a, a foul in there. And he's managed to brush past him too. And he's just pulled it back perfect. It's a really well worked goal. He's pulled it back to the, to the front post. Um, slide roll and our striker Pat um, Pat Ward he's just run onto it and, and smashed it in and uh, yeah we're 2-1 up and we take that lead with us um, into half time so half time team talk with, with Stuart and I it's, it's really uh, a really easy talk really um, you know it's more of the same you know we knew what we what we needed to do to improve um, we had to be a little bit more um, patient with the ball, but we knew that the, the the problems we were having were mainly due to the conditions and obviously due to the opponents. So um, we had to, you know, mainly focus on the fact that with the win now, the balls are going to be going quite a bit longer. So we don't really want to be hitting long balls in the air because everything's just going to carry because it's a 4G. You know, you don't really, it's not like you where in the winter you get the mud or you get little, you know, the grass is longer and it it kind of holds it up a bit, the ball will just run and it doesn't stop. So it was that was the main thing really, get it into feet, um, play it as best as you can and get another quick start. You know, we had no options really to change anything on the bench, um, either shape-wise or, or, or position-wise. Um, we managed, we did actually tweak one of the wingers with the with the cam with the um, with the ten just to try and give a bit more energy on the wing because it's quite a hard job out there. So we tried to freshen up a little bit and um, and then off we went into the second half. Um, it was you know a very quick start. We 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 did create a couple more chances and I think with with hindsight, you know we really could have done with with taking one of those. We had some we had one really big chance. Um, but then as the game went on, as you'd expect, you know, Metricast didn't have a full complement, but they had three substitutes that they'd they brought on and, you know, used well at the right moments. And um, our guys started to tire. Um, we, we put in a real big shift. We, we got all the way to the 92nd minute at, with it still being 2-1 up. And um, just as can happen, tired legs... Ball comes into the corner of the box and um, one of the players just left the leg out and um, the ref's got no choice but to give a penalty. So disappointing we're there, you know, we're expecting the worst. Um, the Metrogas 9 steps up, takes the penalty, bottom left corner as he's looking at it, bottom right from our keeper's point of view. Keeper's dived down, got a hand to it, brilliant save. Um, over the moon and then it's the rebound it's not quite gathered but our uh, defender I think it was Paul our left back managed to get back in and and get that cleared out so all of a sudden we're thinking right 93rd minute you know here we go we've got a chance Uh, how long ref you know as you do oh another six minutes and we're like oh my god you know it's going to be a long it's going to be a long day Um, unfortunately 90 seconds after the penalty save um, they've put a cross deep into the six-yard box and their players jumped unmarked and, and made, managed to head in a really strong goal. Um, very disappointing from us, from all the work we'd put in, um, to let somebody drift off, you know, in the six-yard box. But, in all honesty, perfectly understandable. You know, they'd done six minutes extra time in the first half we were into six minutes of extra time in the second half. So they'd already done 102 minutes with a flat 11 and it was a very intense game. And, you know, sometimes the legs the legs can be willing, but even the mind can get tired and it just takes half a second. Um, but from there, it was just a case really, guys, you know, really focus now, switch on and, and don't, you know, don't give another one away. Um, we still had about four minutes to play. Uh, it was enough time for their 14 to get a second book in and, and a red card, um, two fouls during the game. So they were down to 10 men for the last two or three minutes of, of uh, injury time. And what I didn't mention was actually our striker, um, Pat, um, had a slight uh, strain on his hamstring after about 20 minutes of the first half. 
and he'd been playing. So we'd been playing the whole game kind of with ten and a half, a whole of, most of the second half with ten and a half players where he wasn't able to really get around. And um, with the last five minutes, we kind of put him out of his misery in, uh, and, and managed to get Will up top just to give us a little option and a little bit of fresh legs. And uh, and he almost did. He got through. He had a really good opportunity. He slid through as soon as he came on. And I thought, oh, my God, we've just sent him on and he's going to score. But unfortunately, where he wasn't quite acclimatised to the pace of the game, the ball's just got trapped under his feet a little bit and he couldn't manage to get the shot away. But uh, it would have been quite some, uh, some sub and uh, some effort from him. Um, the game did eventually finish after about 99 minutes. Um, it was a very long game. It was a very tough game. Um, the lads were a little bit upset, you know, obviously, naturally, we, when you do save the penalty and it is that deep into injury time, you want to see it out. But, they, you know, the, the performance was, was immense from them, you know, so proud of all the effort that they put in and hand on heart, you know, looking at all the opportunities and the saves our keepers made, he made some big saves and chances, you know, we could have maybe got one more, but it would have been... You, you couldn't argue with a draw at the end of it. Metrogas were a very strong side. Uh, one of their players did receive um, a bit of a nasty facial injury. Um, so we, we did wish him all the best. I've seen on Twitter now that he's he's kind of um, back home and, and everything's been fixed up. So it's just a case of um, healing time on that now. But hopefully, you know, he goes on to make a full recovery and certainly... Everyone at Bryden sends him him all our best. So that was our that was our last week. Um, coming up next, we'll have that interview with um, Chris Sumborg, who's the AMG Ballers manager. And following the interview, we'll look ahead at the uh, classified results and some predictions for the fixtures coming up. Our guest this week is AMG Ballers manager, Chris Sundborg. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Hello, mate. I'm all good. Yourself? Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, really good week. I'll get on to that later, no doubt. Had some uh, good results of late, RN, so really positive. Oh, but probably pales into significance compared to uh, how you guys have been doing this season. You've had a really good start. But before we yeah. get to all of that, just a little bit, of, if you don't mind, a little bit about yourself, really. I know... Your manager of AMG Ballers. How how long yeah. have you been with them for? I joined at the start of the season. Well, actually, I, I um Manny was a manager last year, um, mm. and I joined him right at the end. They had a cup final um, mm. last season. I sort of it, I had to meet, and it was planned that I was going to be taking over this year. So he asked me to jump on board, sort of for the cup final in the last league game. Um, yeah, which was great. So, it was, so I sort of half knew the players before yeah. coming into pre-season and stuff. And then, yeah, I took over in pre-season. We had a really good pre-season. Yeah. Played some really good teams. And then, yeah, just sort of carried it on into the oh, season, yeah. really. So, last, out of the so is, this, is, this your, is this the club's first season then? Let's let's talk a little bit about ballers to start with. Is uh, this their first season in Kent County? Um, it's the first season in Kent County, yep. They was in the Bromley um, and South London Prem last year. Right. Um, they won that and they won... One of the cups, I think it's maybe the Beckenham Cup or the Hospitals right. Cup. One of one of the cups they played Old Rhone in the final. Very successful. Old Rhone, a very good team as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a great, great final and all the way to penalties. So it's a really, really good, really good like ding dong yeah. battle. Yeah. Um, and then I think before that, I think maybe there was two years. I think, but obviously it was during COVID as well. So I think they lost two of the seasons pretty much. So it's probably really only their third, fourth season, I'd say. That's quite a young club. Yeah. No. Definitely. Okay, so do you know a bit of the history on it? How it was set up? Um, who's involved? Yeah, in this? yeah. So there's a, a committee involved. Um, you, um, you got Teo, Tai, Taff, Kevin, and Manny himself. Obviously, has been sort of real um, force in driving it, sort of the club mm -hmm. forward. Um, so they're the committee. So they sort of stay in the background. They do the meetings, deal with the finances. They're they're brilliant. If I need anything, sort of, I'll say like I need a couple of balls or you know, anything, and mm. it's usually there within a week. They, it's, it's, it's very good. And obviously decisions at the club as well, they sort of make. So it's nice having them behind to sort of make them decisions yeah. and support. Yeah. So Yeah, we always say that. It's about that it is, you need good people behind the club. You can't, it's not just yeah. the manager to do it all. You, you can't do it without the support and that's like it. Back, the back team, so to speak, running it, that's keeping it. things going smoothly. So and they've got such a good... Um, 
Sorry, mate. Sorry. No, go on. After you. Sorry. I was saying they've got such a good sort of like um, network as well of, of of players and and contacts and stuff. So it's it's been really useful this season having some really good players that you know have, have got ambitions to play further on. Yeah. And I've been able to get my hands on them for sort of five, ten, fifteen games or whatever before they sort of go on. It's, it's been really good to to work with that as well. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So they the, the clubs give or take three years. Um, on four seasons anyway, taking COVID out of it, which we all have to do now. Um, and they're based in South South East London, aren't they? Um, yeah, play, play, play at Bishop's Justice. Bishop's School. Justice. All oh, right, so that's kind of going towards Bromley, isn't it? It's yeah. Ish, yeah. Good pitches there, though. Is it on the 4G that you play? Yeah, yeah, we're on the 4G, which is, is nice. It's quite a big 4G as well, which sort of, sort of suits us. Yeah, it's a big picture. Um, I've played there a couple of times. So. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we are we're obviously we're looking for a, a new ground to go into because obviously we've got ambitions that we want to climb up through the league. So we are we, we're actively looking for a ground share. So it's a bit of a shout out if there's any <laughs> any clubs out there, sort of scaffold clubs, Kent Prem clubs that are looking for a for anyone's ground share. We've got a bit of money behind us and we're looking for a ground share. So fingers crossed, we can get something for next season or or at least the season after. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully if somebody's listening, they might be able to uh, help you yeah. out with that. It'd be great, yeah, wouldn't it? it? And there's a few of us, especially me, that will be staying behind the bar for, and definitely put put some money into the club. <laughs> <laughs> music music to the clubman's ears, isn't it? Yeah. Thirsty, thirsty football team. That's what they all that's like. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the season this season, you took over then at the end of last season. You've you've gone into pre-season. Um with the team from the beginning, I guess of the of of that. How, how did that start off for you? Was you kind of coming up, kind come and kind? It's kind of coming up a division technically when you go from um, Bromley Prem to Kent County Three. But as we've touched on before, I think the quality in the Prem's probably a bit stronger overall than you'll find yeah. when you first come up. But focusing on the pre-season, when you were looking at teams around you. Was you kind of trying to pick teams uh, a bit higher up in Kent Division Two and things like that, or yeah. looking at you don't really want to play teams that are going to be in your own division so much, do you? No, no, it's, it's like it's hard to sort of judge really because, like you say, I didn't really know much about the Bromley and Prem. I only really went to the Cup Final, and obviously, mm. knew old Rome from the Kent County days. Anyway, there was I'm sure there was a random float, so I knew that was a good side, um, and just the players I had, I knew would be very, very strong for for Div 3. So we sort of played Div 2 sides, Div 1 sides, a couple of sort of other sort of lo- local sides, which we maybe shouldn't have played. But we played a couple of Div 1 sides, beat them. I think we I think we played nine in pre-season. I think we won eight and drew one. Yeah. I think we drew with Sporting Club Thamesmead Reses. They um, gave us the right ding-dong battle, scored a couple of goals right at the end. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I sort of thought we'd be pretty good for, to be in Div 3. So I thought we'd have a good showing of ourselves. Um and obviously, the first sort of three, four games, we just absolutely blew teams away. Um, but that came down to a real good preseason. Everyone was fit. I had no injuries. Obviously, we had three or four players there at the start of the season that have gone on that you know have moved on. Very, very, very good players, and it just sort of, yeah, I think that very good start has set us in good stead for the season, really, and it's got us the foundations to build all, all year, really, which has been which has been good. Yeah, fantastic. And I think if you've got a, if you've got a team that can play football, you know, a, a proper technical side, having, I think, people, different opinions on it, some people love grass, but for me, I think the consistency of a good 4G pitch, kind of week in, week in at home, it gives yeah. you that little bit of a sort of consistency. You can kind yeah. of play your your same football style all all season long, can't you? Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. I mean, we've, what, I think we've only lost three games this season, two Obviously, two in the cup, um, and oh, sorry, three cups now. Three in the cup, and um, mm. two of them was on actual four G. One was at home. One was obviously this Saturday. We lost in the London Cup semi final. That was on four G. So we've actually only lost one game on grass this year as well. So I've, I've thought the same as you on the four G, yeah. but we've actually adapted really well on the grass as well, which oh, has been good. Yeah, because yeah, that, that in the last few years they've that's been a thing really. Oh, we can get an AMG on grass. You know, they, they're a four G side, but this year we've sort of manage to balance it out a little bit I think and that comes down to obviously the way I sort of manage I'm a bit more sort of old school and it's sort of mixed well with they've got really good technical players like to get down play and stuff and I've obviously I like that but I also like organising set pieces if we have to go route one we can 
you know, build on, on on percentages and stuff. So I've tried to mix the two and it's sort of worked really well. Yeah. I think it's, it's a very good point because you do have to play the environment as well. Um, you know, like with us, we, we train and play on 4G. So yeah. it definitely is, you know, some pitches we, we play on on the grass, they're, you know, they're not great. They're hilly, they're, they're bobbly. You can't really play it down. So you do need to adapt your game to it to, to be That's competitive. It. That's um, it. But some teams you find, you know, can't make that adaption. And, you know, they, they're really good up to Christmas when the grounds are relatively firm and that. But then once the rain comes, yeah. you get the boggy, muddy pitches and you That's get the one ball. It's very difficult. But you, guys you get the opposite as well, don't you? You get the opposite as well. You get the teams that love a boggy grass pitch, route one, big strike, mm. I play off it. You get them on the 4G and you run rings around them. You get the exactly opposite right. as well. Sometimes. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, we found that with a couple of games this season. And But I'd, I'd say with us, we're definitely, uh, our form's definitely better at home. You know, we've, we're a new team and I say a new team, the the, the club's obviously been running and the reserves have been running for, for a number of years. But as a squad, we kind of changed the whole squad when the manager left in the summer which I've yeah, touched yeah. on before. So it was a brand new 20 players not played together or anything and no pre-season. So having that kind of, um, having that at home every week on the 4G, it, they've kind of got used to that now. But whereas the away on the grass, I think that's probably an area for us to improve on next season. Yeah. Um, we, it's no it's no coincidence. Our last four games have all been at home and we're undefeated in our last six and we couldn't have done nice. that before. So I no. think we definitely need to add that. But yeah, it's yeah, nice. really well. I've seen them I've seen the last sort of few results. We've been doing really well recently. Good run. Yeah, it's just kind of clicking together. You know, you know how it is. It's like you, you get a new squad and you kind of got to work out the balance, who who can play where, who can do what. And sometimes the personalities aren't quite right. Sometimes the players aren't quite at the right level that you need for right now. And you have to do a little bit of changing and that. And it does take, you know, probably Three or two or three, four months to kind yeah. of get that and bring people in. But I think we kind of got most of that work done before Christmas. And now we've got a settled squad from January. And it's kind of shown that the performances, having that settled squad and the balanced squad, the performances are kind of getting to where we want them to be. And yeah. I think, you know, with a pre season um, together and maybe two or three extra players for cover here and there. We'll come to it. We'll come to it earlier. But like this Saturday, we had a flat eleven, so we had mm. no no subs, and it makes it really difficult. You need yeah, those numbers, and we were kind of um, had a good game against um, Metrogas. We were we were two one up to the ninety third minute. Uh, uh, they got a penalty, and the kicker is we saved the penalty, and then we concede ninety seconds later from a cross. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's one of those managers' nightmares. But equally, you, I said to the lads afterwards, you know. Nothing but praise because they're shattered, you know, without bringing, you know, it's like when the other team's got three subs and they can um, liven it up and bring fresh legs on. It's so hard to go through. And particularly when the ref, I think we had six minutes added in the first half and 10 minutes added in the second half. So you're playing an extra 15 minutes. It it takes it out of you. But, you know, we wouldn't have got that result three months ago. So anyway, enough of that. But your season, though, so, I mean, looking at where you started from, you must be over the moon. I mean, I've I've looked at the form there and you've taken it by storm. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, we had a, a really good start. We had, obviously, we had, uh, I don't know if you heard, Kalecci, striker we had. He's um he's now moved on. He's playing, he's gone to Reims, professional in France, in the sort of the Premier League in France. I mean, he got, we played... 10, 10 games for us and scored 31 goals. I think he's still the top scorer in the Kent County at the minute. Oh, um, and, well. and he hasn't played for, he ain't played for like a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, so obviously he was sort of a bit of a, a cheat code, really. I mean, we, games that were tight, you'd clear the ball when you'd get, the, get it, beat two players and put it in. Do you know what I mean, games when yeah. teams might have deserved something out of the game, yeah. we've come out three, four, five, one winners because of sort of individual brilliance. And then what's happened is as the season's progressed, obviously we lost a left back as well. We signed for Crystal Palace. Um, and then, so we've had to obviously recruit, sign new players. And obviously, it took a bit of a dip sort of around Christmas, January. We had a little bit of a dip. Mm. Um, Drew, Drew, and I think we lost one of the cup games. And then when we sort of adapted to a new style without Kalechi, it was like, right, now we can't be as gung-ho. We need to actually start trying to keep a few clean sheets, be a bit more defensively sound. I've got loads of other good players who are just finding a way, you know, of, of, yeah. of scoring again. 
And we went on, no, we lost him. And then we went on a really good run of about four or five games winning without him, scoring more goals in them four games than we had the previous four with him, which is really good. Yeah. And then the last month has just been a, a, a manager's nightmare. I've had injury after injury. Um, we've, but I think we've only trained, managed to train once because just nursing players through with knocks. Um, and obviously we've had two really good cup runs. We've got to obviously the mm. um, West Kent semi-final where we lost to Falconwood in extra time. And then we had the London Cup semi-final, which we've had such a great run to get all the way we did. But it's just taking it out of us. We're knackered. So literally we rested all last week, didn't train just to try and have enough players to put out on Saturday and mm. sort of going through the wars a bit, really. But that's what happens in football. We can't, you can't have it plain sailing all the way through. It's kind no. of made it a bit interesting as well. Absolutely. <laughs> it gives the others a chance to catch up. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. It's that time of year because we, we, we're very similar at the minute. We had two players away on holiday last Saturday, but we've got like seven or eight injured players. And, you know, it'd be a manager's nightmare when they're all fit. But technically, they, they're all starters for us. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, but that's why you have the bigger squad, I guess, because if you just kept it to 16 or 18, when you get to this time of year, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to field a team. So no, we've got no, about 24, I think, registered with us at the minute. And it kind of just gives you enough most weeks to uh, mm. to get a team out. But yeah, no, I feel yeah. your pain on that. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I've so, been lucky. I mean, most all season pretty much. I don't think, I think every week, I think we've had 16. Um, but like I say, when there's sort of six, seven of your key players and you're just say nursing them through and you can see they're limping but they, they don't on the phone they're like no, I'm alright I'm alright Gaff I can play yeah. and in 10 minutes in you're like just tell me do you know what I mean I could have brought yeah. someone in but it's just because they want to play they don't want to miss it they're enjoying it so much um, but yeah I think I think say so this this hopefully this week we'll have, we'll have a few more back to sort of full fitness because we've got mm. three massive league games left yeah so, and it's very yeah. close there isn't it at the minute so you're you're getting chased a bit by is it Hall's Reserves yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, they they've just not all year. All year they've been on our tail. I think they haven't they hadn't lost until Metrogas. They they, they, had, they was unbeaten all the way through as well. They drew with us one all. We had a really good game up at their ground. They they equalised pretty much last kick of the game. They got ahead right at the end mm-hmm. and scored. Um, and they've just literally stayed with us. Result result. Like I said, in, in all credit to them. And also shout out to Metrogas. Obviously, the new managers come in down there. Um, Dan and since he's taken over they've, they've been brilliant I mean if he was there from the start of the season if you look at the form and stuff they'd, they'd probably be above us if you look at, at the, you know I think they've eight eight wins in a row now maybe I, yeah. think, I think nine unbeaten and obviously we still got to play them and all so you know there's it's a lot a lot of twists and turns still to go I think they beat Halls the other week um, they're just they're very very hard side to beat I'm not, not looking forward to that one <laughs> no well, no, well they've definitely I know one of our lads um transferred and went over there um, halfway through the season. Uh, really good lad. Just wasn't quite getting enough game time with us, I think, to make him yeah. happy. But he's gone over and, you know, I've heard really positive things about the yeah. sessions and how they work down there. And, you know, we played their their first team on 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 Saturday and it's a great yeah. club. You know, they're, they're yeah. well, well managed and, and well organised and they do Sick. bring in good players. But I was looking at the table. So you're, you're, quite, you're on 13 played. And um, 33 points and Hall's same, but just three points behind. I think yeah. the good thing you guys have got, obviously, by lieu of your super striker there, is your goal difference is... That's it. You know, That's ridiculous. sort of a get-out-of-jail card, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, really? yeah, it's an extra point, isn't it? Yeah. It really is, it. yeah. 48 goal difference, 48 plus from 13 games. That's... That's some going, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that is really good. And you were saying you got another player that went to Palace as well. So you, yeah. you did mention that you kind of your your committee have got good connections. So yeah. obviously that's proving the case there. That's it. That's it. So it's another good thing for you know potential players that are listening, especially sort of young players, sort of seventeen, eighteen. I mean, if you've just been let go from academies and stuff like that, you know, don't don't get down, get get yourself in playing sort of local football and it can, can still happen. I mean, Kelechi's 18 and he's just signed in the French League. Kelvin was just turned 18 when Palace took him. So, you know, it, it ain't too late. If, you, if you're playing a good level or mm-hmm. it, it, any level, really, if you're playing and doing the stuff, the opportunities are still there for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, you know, if, there's, if there is players out there that, you know, coming to the end of their academies or thinking they want one more shot, come, come training with us. Come training, get yourself noticed, get some goals and, the moves can happen, you know, and we'll do everything yeah. we can to push you on. Great advice. I mean, you know, I'm showing my age here, but even I think 
Ian Wright was Greenwich Borough till he was in his 20s, 21. Yeah, early like 23, maybe. Was he yeah, 20, maybe 23. 23 and, then, yeah. and then he, I think he went to, was it Palace from there? But he I got he that, got a big move to the, you know, to the Premier League. And, you know, obviously mm. more recently, you've got the Jane, Jamie Vardy, you know, players yeah, yeah. who were playing non-league in their 20s and end up playing That's at it. the very highest level and playing international. So That's it's it. by no means, um, it's not by no means all done and, Done and dusted by you mm. by the time you're 2021 because that's it. Physically, you know, and mentally, players develop at slightly different paces, you know, and some players can be there at 18, 19, but yeah. some just take a couple more years. But if you if you if you stop and give up, you'll never know. That's so it. it's definitely worth that's it. that. That's it. And a lot of people as well are so worried about oh, I want I'm looking to play step two, step three, step four, you know, sitting on the bench for you know, just play. If, if you have to drop down two, three, four levels, just play, play and Playing, that's how you learn. Do you know what I mean? And that's how you get spotted. You won't get spotted sitting on a bench. You need to be playing. No, you and enjoying it. Right. That's the most important thing. Just enjoy your game. Yeah. Well, you're right because I mean, and that's another thing. You know, I, I couldn't agree more with with youth players. Sometimes it's all about you know they, the, the priorities can be wrong because they're young and they and you know a little bit of maybe ego. It's like oh, I, I, I want to be at step four or step three or whatever it might be. But if you're if you're on the bench or you 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 know you're training and you're not getting in the squad, you're much better to come down you know three four divisions at that young age and play week in week out. You're going to get a lot more footballing knowledge and, and experience being at a team where they where you are playing competitively still, but you're getting the minutes because if you don't get the minutes at that age, you know you're not you're not going to you're not going to make that step up. So. No, that's it. And find a good coach. That's the main thing as well. Find a club that's well coached. You know, like yourself. Very good coach, play. You know, I know you've coached at Scaffold and things like that. Mm. And at our at our club, we've got some good coaches. You know, a um, couple of UA for B coaches. So it, it's really important to look at um, who you you know who's going to be doing the sessions That's and it. somebody there that can actually point you in the right direction and That's help it. you with that development. And another big thing with the development as well. I mean, you can have the, the you know the best managers, the best coaches. It's also about the lads that you're playing with on that pitch. You know, if you're a 16, 17 year old and you've got 25, 26, but maybe not 30 year old, just you know, been around good levels and can give you pointers and, and tips. That's that's just as valuable. If you're training with players that have played a good level and, and stuff and you can learn off them, that's just as important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. So looking ahead then, you, you say you've got three games left. Um look like three, you know, on paper, probably three of the tougher fixtures you could have. Um yeah. you've got all stars coming up next, yeah. is that right? Is that this weekend? Yes, this weekend we played them two weeks ago and, and drew, and we was very, very lucky to get the draw. Hmm. I mean, obviously, I know, I know Michael down there, the manager. I, I managed him a, a while ago, and he's, he's doing well down there. Also, I mean, they had a bit of a bad year last year, um, and then obviously they've come up to the Kent County with us, and they've def- done a bit better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us a really good game. We're a physical side, um, got some good, quick players, and they caused us all sorts of problems. And I say, like they was leading, and then. Um, we nicked it right at the end. Come back and got an equaliser right at the end. So we and I, I said openly on Twitter. I, I think you know they were very unlucky not to beat us. I think it was lucky to come away with something. So we've got that. We've got them obviously, and then yeah. we've got Metrogas, who we was talking to. Metrogas reserves. Yeah, they're a good so side. You're right. Yeah, because when you look at Metrogas in the table, you'd think, oh, they're well off, well off the pace on the points, and you know it could be a, a, a bit of an easier ride. But when you're looking on the form table. They're probably right up in the, in the top of form, aren't they? You know. Yeah. Well, if you look, they also have had six points deducted this year as well, because they had a lot of stuff at the start of the season. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure, I'm sure Dan will. But I think they they went in between managers, so they couldn't fulfil the fixture uh, um, against the team. So I think they lost three points there, and I think there was a mix up with a player as well. So they've ended up losing six points. And if you look at that, put them six points in, they're they're in the battle with us. And obviously, if he was there from the start, yeah, you know, it, it would right be in with it. So that's that game. And then obviously the last game of the season, the Halls is, is, is challenging us. So if you actually look on paper, they're the three games we've drawn all year. We haven't yeah. beat any of them three sides yet. So we've got a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. Big, big finish to the season. It's funny how they always manage to get the uh, contenders playing each other on the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. and I, I wasn't with the club then, but we had the same last season, Brighton. I think it was the last game um, yeah. against Long Lane. And we ended up finishing... First and second, they they yeah. topped the league and there was one point in it. So yeah. you know, really That's close, nice. really close. I think to, we was meant, we was meant to be playing on this Saturday. The, the Saturday just gone, but because we got to the London Cup um, uh, semi final, 
it was meant to be that was meant to be last weekend, but then it got postponed because of the weather. So then they moved mm. it to this week. So actually, we should have been playing halls like Saturday just gone. Yeah. So then obviously now it's been postponed back to to the end of the season. So like I said, I think that's the league's dream, really, ain't it? Yeah. yeah getting take, it last game of the season. The Hopefully we can get take precedent, don't they? But I'm sure. Yeah. You'll have everybody with their hands in the air to be available yeah. on that one. They, you know, oh, yeah. there's not going to be anyone ducking out of that game. That's for sure. For most of our season's going to be um, all wrapped up by then. I mean, we've got um, one game left now because, by, by like yourself, by virtue of playing on a 4G, you hardly get any games um, postponed at home. And yeah, you, you, you've probably got more games just by, by by the fact that you've had such good cup runs. You know, you've done yeah, amazing as well for the free side. Mm getting to semi-final in the uh, Kent and the uh, London, you know, junior yeah. is a fantastic achievement. Um, good, some good teams in that. And I saw yeah, we've had some great, the great other day, I mean, they beat Club Langley, didn't they? I think they knocked Langley out. They're a really strong side. They're going for the, you know, they're, they're looking at promotion with their games in hand still in, in Division mm. 1. So, yeah. Very good standard of team. Yeah, no, they, they were. Like I said, I, I wasn't there Saturday. Um, <laughs> uh, a bit of a ban. Well, I won't go into too much just for one game. Yeah. A bit of a bit of a stadium ban. So I wasn't actually there. But it, it from by all accounts, we just, just didn't get going. The, the preparation was really bad. There was a few sort of mistakes made before the match, really, to do with, you know, management already going into too much. But it was just one of them days, you know, where, you know, we could on another day we would have beaten them. But it mm. sort of went against us, really. We were 2-0 down early. The boys didn't adapt. We got back into it 2-1 and then sort of just left ourselves open. Right at the end, we were pushing for it. And they sort of got the third. But, yeah, a lot of the boys are, are sort of really upset because they feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity. We, They feel and we feel that we've beaten better teams to get there. Mm. Um, and it was a bit of an opportunity missed. But, but it's, like I say, the club's three years old. It's, and we're a Div 3 Kent side playing yeah. in the semi-final of one of the London Cups. So, you know, it, it, the, the boys will learn a lot, you know, and we'll, we'll come back stronger, definitely. Oh, exactly. I mean, it is about experience, you know. Like, if you can get to a semi-final in, in your first go of both those cups, which are, you know, very difficult competitions to win um, in your first go, and, you know, next season, when you, you've you got that experience, you, you know, you've got the... You, 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 you can learn... If you can learn from that and kind of harness as well as how it felt when you didn't get through. You can, you know, it can maybe give you that little extra bit of That's impetus. It. But I think it is about experience. You're right. And yeah. you take that into it the next year. And all of a sudden, when you get into those situations where maybe you do get a little bit nervous thinking about the cup final and things like that, you can draw on yeah. that and kind of get That's rid it. of the nerves and, and play your normal game. Because that's all you really That's want, Sammy. You play your normal level and you guys are fine, aren't you? Yeah. Then, think, so the Falconwood think... game was an interesting one as well. Oh, um, obviously, I, I know, I know, I know um, Ollie and Gary um, down there from years and years and years um, yeah. of coaching and being on the football circuit together. Good guys, and I know they're a really good team. Um, yeah. And I was really interested on that because I was looking at it and I was thinking, Falconwood are solid. They, they, you know, they're a good team. They've they've got back to back promotions. Basically, I won't talk too soon, <laughs> but it looks like they're pretty um, got. You know, they're in. I'd be amazed if they don't come up again this season. Yeah. And you guys are pretty much a bit like, you know, in the same boat as they were last year. You've just come in new and yeah. you've beaten everybody in front of you. So it was one of those games mm. where it was a real of interest for me, 50-50. I mean, yeah, it was, how, did it was that, how did that one go? Where was, was it oh, at their ground? It was at their ground. It was nice, Phoenix Sports, so that was nice. Um, but it was just an absolute barnstormer. It was a proper semi-final. It had a bit of everything. Um, we started slow. They were definitely the better side first half. Um, they could have been, in all honesty, out of sight by sort of half hour, 40 minutes. Right. Um, our keeper pulled off three or four really, really good saves. They just kept, just, we just, they just kept getting not a through ball, either a long ball or into the midfield and then playing. We just could not deal with it for some reason. The ball coming through, usually we're quite solid at the back, but everything was getting through. Mm. And so our keeper kept, kept us in it, got to half time, one nil down. Um, and then come out the second half. Yeah. Yeah, and then come come out second half, and there was about a five minute spell in that second half where we we scored two quick goals and just completely turned the tie on on its head. We sort of settled, started playing, um, and I, I felt with about ten minutes to go, we was going to go on and win it. And I think with about seven minutes left, they equalised, um, but not a lovely cross, good finish, scored, and then that's where 
bit of bit of altercation with the, with the fans having a it was do you know what and the thing is with it it was banter it was all like it was a laugh and stuff I sort of maybe as a manager I should have known better overstepped the mark made a bit of a rude gesture bearing in mind it had been going on all game between both benches yeah. nothing over the mark the ref decided I've gone too far sent me out sent me off sent me to the the change room so I had to watch the rest of it then so they equalised so it went to extra time and then um, yeah they, they scored in extra time right. and then we had Two or three chances at the end. We had pretty much an open goal kick pulled off a blind, a bright, a blinding save. They had a free kick right at the end, which come out and he pulled off another save. Um, yeah, it's, it's the barnstorm. It could have gone either way. Like I say, they could have been out of, out of sight in the first half. We could have scored a few more. Um, it's just a proper cup semi final. Had a bit of everything. Sin bins, like just just everything. Just a, a real cracker. And like I say, the people down there, you know, Gary and um, was it Ollie? They, Ollie, they, yeah, they, exactly. yeah. It's just that, you know, afterwards in the bar, we had to stay and had a good drink, good good footballing people. Yeah. Um, and we've said we're going to organise, hopefully, a pre-season friendly under the lights, um, one of the midweek games. Because, yeah, good club. And they're definitely doing things the right way, aren't they? And, and pushing on. So I have no qualms that, you know, they deserve, they deserve to go through. It could have gone mm. either way. It's a cr- cracking game of football. What a really good advert for the for the Kent County, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it was, was it was it under the lights that game or was it a Saturday? I can't remember if it was an uh, evening game or it was Saturday. It was a Saturday, yeah, yeah, afternoon game. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, they're the kind of games that you really wanted to see. I was I was I was, I was gutted that we had a game that day because it would have been one that, as a neutral. I would have certainly if it really wanted yeah. to see it because yeah, it was a good crowd there the as well. And the clubs and there's a lot of um, similarities and uh, synergies there with how you're both going about your football. So I, I knew it was going to be a, a, a great game. Shame it yeah. could have almost been a final. That it would have been, uh, it wouldn't have gone to miss as a final with those two. No, definitely, no, it would have been good. But say, like, I say, hopefully we can. So obviously, I think they're sort of a year. I think that might have been the difference, if I'm honest. Just that the extra year on they've had. Do you know what I mean? They've they've been there last year and done it. What we've done, they they won that cup last year. Just you know, it's just a little little bits of now, isn't it? Knowing what to do. The, yeah. the I think that ultimately maybe got them through. I say they've got some really good players as well. Keeper had a worldie. It's just, yeah, I have no qualms with who won. It was a really good experience for us. We're just gutted that we've had two semi-finals, you know, you know, and not managed to get over that line and get ourselves to a final, which I think the boys actually do deserve the wait the season they've had. But look, we'll learn from it. We'll come again next year. Absolutely. So coming, so once this season's over, what what are your plans for for next season? Then, obviously, hopefully, Division Two. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead, have you got any? Recruitment plans? Have you got any feelers out? Are you looking to? Yeah, well, we're always looking. We're always looking for people to come along to training. I've got a very good core of players, um, you know, and it's more about now. I'm I'm trying to get the right players in. Um, we've had a couple come and go this season, you know. But I think I've joined for wrong reasons. Attitude's not great. We, I need to make sure that they don't, you know, upset what we've got here. So you have got a really good group of players. So, you know, not only you've got to be a good person, you've got to be committed to us. You buy into what we want to do. Um, but, yeah, we're always open for players coming along to training and seeing. Mm. Um, hopefully the higher, obviously, where I've played after decent level, managed a bit higher. Hopefully the higher we go, the more I can convince to drop down and play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, until, obviously, hopefully I'll get to the level where they're, they're happy to, you know, where they're happy to be. Um, but, yeah, and I mean, if we go into Div 2 next year, Hopefully, more of the same. You know, we we want to progress every year, and we want to be winning leagues and getting promoted every, every year, no matter what division we're in. You know, that that won't change. You know, um, ultimately we've got plans to go all the way up. Hopefully, we you know we've got back in. Hopefully, if we can you know get a bit more back in, a bit more sponsors, some more money. You know, there's no ceiling to where we want to go. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. just got to build it gradually. I don't want to, you know, not mention names. Some teams have jumped maybe a bit too early. Um, we just want to do it naturally, you know, mm. progress up the levels at our natural pace and, and grow grow the club as it as should be naturally. I think that's the best way. I think that's very sensible. Well, you know, it takes time and you want the players to get seasoned and play together and you can add to it and top up and get used to the levels. And like you say, where you've coached, I know you've coached at Scaffold before. I don't know if you've coached higher than that. No, but, um, that's, high. that's my ceiling. I've been so far. Good, yeah. That's a good, um, a very good level. And, if you're a good coach like you are, players remember, you know, it's kind of like play. people want to play with people. So if they, they know you're a good guy, they think, oh, yeah, I'll, he's a good guy. I'll, I like working with him. I like the way he, he set up sessions and the way he plays football. But it's just, you know, three or four divisions too low for me. It's not really at my level yet. 
But the yeah. more you say, the more you move up the divisions, the smaller that gap gets. You know, once you, start, you know, we're up at Division One now, and we've got players coming through. You know, loads of players. Once they get to a certain age, maybe they played Scaffold or higher, but that's a good level yeah. for them to get ninety minutes. They know they could still play Scaffold, but you know, maybe they're only going to get half, or they're going to be on the bench a lot. And yeah, you get to a certain age, isn't it? And enjoying your football, and that's, that's, that's a real that, that 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 league, isn't it? That Div One's been. I mean, I, I knew Harry when he was down in uh, um, Welling Park and stuff, you know, the old manager down there. And we used to go and watch a few games with, and, and things. I had a few friends that play for him and a few of the other sides. That That's a really good league, that. I mean, mm. that Div 1, I mean, we had some really good sides that have gone up higher into the Prem and, yeah. and on and on. You know, it's yeah, a real yeah. good standard, that Div 1. It's a real good league. I'd love to get in there and not so near not so distant future hopefully yeah yeah well I think you know because I've coached in Kent before but not not at Div 1 and coming in it was kind of that was where we we kind of thought well this will be an interesting season because we've lost the whole squad virtually give or take two maybe three players and we're a division higher so it's a rebuild and it's not an easy division and you know we were getting absolutely you know pumped for the first 10 games we was losing 5-0 every week but the thing was you know, the guys can see the improvement and you can keep the players if they see an improvement and then you can build on it and build on it and we've managed to get a bit of traction. But it's it certainly wasn't the easiest of divisions to, um, no. to come into under that, in that, in that situation. Because like you say, Bexley, a really good side. Metrograss, a, a very strong side as well. Club Langley's and, you know, there's the list goes on. Sporting Club Thames with reserves. It's a very good division and... Yeah. We enjoy playing in it, and um, I've got no doubt. I've said, you know, to others. I think um, after watching your season, I've said about Falconwood last year. In my opinion, they'll just get promoted every season till they get to the. Yeah. I don't, I don't see their level, you know, being stopped when they come up next season. I think they'll carry no. on. And I think from what I've seen with you guys is, you know, if you keep that going as well, I would say the same about you. Is, you know, you're going to get, you're just going to go up and up and up. And uh, you've got a really strong division there this year, you know, even in Division mm. 3. There's a gap maybe once you get past the top three or four. But yeah. certainly with Hall's reserves and Metro Gas reserves, you've got mm. some proper competition there that, yeah. that keep you honest and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, make it interesting, don't they? Even, even do you know, even, even fair fair play to Dartford Celtic as well. I mean, yeah. if you look at them, I mean, we, we did, we really beat them heavily at the start of the season. But like I say, that was after a, a great pre-season. I had two or three of the boys that have gone on to play at a much higher level, you know, that we would have blown most teams away in Kent County at that time, at that team, at the very start of the season. Yeah. And then when we played them again, second time round, you know, we beat them 2-1, it was a close game. And if you look at their results, they're, they're sort of, don't score many, but they're not really conceding that many. They're, they're a hard sort of side to, to, to beat. I mean, I'm interested in seeing the Halls Dartford Celtic game. I think that would be a, a, another good one. And that's, that's a, Dartford Celtic's ground as well at Waller Park so yeah. I think that's a potential banana skin for Halls as well Yeah uh, absolutely yeah. there's a lot of football to be played still a very interesting division like ours you know top and bottom there's lots going on there um, yeah. perhaps if you've got time maybe we can get you on at the end of the season it'd be great to yeah. see how it all wraps up and how the league 100%. finishes um, 100%. All I can do is I'll say thanks very much for your time and joining us and no it is worries. our 100th episode so Whatever that means, it's a bit, of a bit of a milestone for us. So <laughs> glad that you could join us on that. Yeah, congratulations a, for reaching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and and to the others, all the ones that uh, set the path before me. Um, well, have have a great game next week. It's going to be a big one. I'll be watching that for the result on that. And uh, enjoy and the rest of the season. And I'll catch Thanks, up with you in a couple of weeks when it's all done. Perfect. All the best. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Chris. All the best. Take care. Bye, bye, bye. I really enjoyed the insight there into AMG Ballers and thanks again, Chris, for your time. So coming up now, let's have a look over um, last week's results in Kent County Division 1 West and then we'll take a quick look at the league table and see how those results affect the standings. So starting with us, Bryden v Metrogas, Bryden 2, Metrogas 2, Club Langley 3, Crayford 1, Crockenhill 2, Long Lane 10, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves 2, Belvedere 1. 
So some quite interesting results there. Let's have a quick look over and see how we've done with the predictions on, on this week. So uh, Bryden Metroglass 2-all. Um, I had a drawdown for that. I don't mention it the week before, but I did have that as a draw. So I'll give myself a point on that one, believe me or not. Um, Club Langley v Crayford. I had that as a 2-all. We played both clubs um, over recent weeks and um, both strong sides. It was a difficult one to call. If I had to, I, you know, I may have edged to the to the home club, but... I thought Crayford may have had enough there just to um, grab a point, but well done to Club Langley because that obviously keeps their um, promotion hopes intact. So good result from their point of view. Uh, Crockenhill Hill Long Lane, that was an interesting one. I had that as a 3-0 to Long Lane, but obviously a, a very big result there for them and you know certainly one that will help their goal difference. And Long Lane are, are really pushing up in the league now and uh, making a really late charge. Um, for that second promotion spot so um, we'll we'll come to that shortly but a very good result for them um, a bit worried now for Crockenhill you know the results tend to be sliding the the size of the defeats now um, aren't, aren't really good to see for anyone so let's hope they've still got a few games to go let's hope they can kind of have a little bounce back and and finish that season strongly um, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves uh, v Belvedere um, that finished 2-1 and I had that at 2-1 so that's a, that's a perfect result for me so I think not too bad much better this week than last week with the predictions I've got a draw correct and I've got a correct score there and a correct result on three of the games so three out of four isn't bad as I always say uh, so let's have a look over the um, current standings and see how the results affect it First place, Bexley, played 21. They're on 48 points. One in Park, 21 played, 43 points. Third, Long Lane, 18 played, 39 points. Metrogas, then Club Langley, Equinocle, Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves, Bryden Ropes Reserves, Danson Sports, Crayford Arrows, South East Athletic, and in the relegation positions, Belvedere and Crockenhill. So those results, yeah, it's it's getting really tight for this second place now. I, I I think I can go on a limb and I would like to think Bexley on 48 points now from 21. Um, it's going to take some doing to catch them, you know, and a bird in hand, as they say. They've got the points. I think... You know, with the three games, Long Lane are the only team that could catch their points tally if they win them all. And there's no saying that they won't, you know, because they've certainly been on a good run of late. But I just think Bexley are, are going to be a shoo-in for one of those promotion places and probably probably favourites now to take the title. But obviously, a few games to go there. Well, in Park, second place, 21 played, 43 points. Um, you know, it's a good, it's a good one. It's a good tally, a very good score from the amount of games and the points per average, uh, average points per game are very good as well. But Long Lane, I think they'll be looking over their shoulders now. Long Lane just four points behind with three games in hand. I think, you know, they, that's going to be very interesting to see how they, how they cope with that. Um, then Metrogas, 20, um, played 39 points after the draw with us. So, you know, an excellent score as well. Um, they've got the game in hand on Welling Park, but that's not enough at the moment alone to do it. So it's not all in there. It's no longer in their own hands. And likewise with Club Langley, um, a good win for them. And that kind of gets them back in the mix. You know, 18 played 38 points. So they're just a point behind Long Lane on the same play. So certainly well in it still and uh you know a late rally there could you know one of these teams I've got a feeling is going to push into that I think there will be a change in the top two there um and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top on that one and then looking down at the bottom of the table no match for South East Athletic this week and with Crockenhill and Belvedere both losing um it's pretty much no change there really um so Crockenhill 19 played two points I think on form even with those games in hand now seven points gap 
um, it's going to be very tough for them. So I would almost um, say that you know they're 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 pretty much going to be done now as far as relegation battles concerned. With regret, um, in my opinion, Belvedere um, twenty two played on nine points, and South East Athletic twenty one played on nine points, um, taking into account that they've got an, they've had an abandoned match, which isn't going to be recast now. So very tight there. South East Athletic edging on goal difference. And then the point for us keeps us nicely in eighth place. So it's really good over the last couple of weeks. You know, our, our six-game undefeated run has seen us move up two places. Very mindful that Danson and Crayford have got, you know, quite a few games, three and four games respectively, in hand on us. But, you know, we take the points and if we can, you know, get another point out of our final game... You never know, Bexley may have had the league tied up by the time we meet them. Um, we can, you know, have a chance of maybe holding that position or at least keeping, you know, up to ninth place, which would be really good um, for us from where we started. So let's have a look ahead now to next week's fixtures for Saturday the 1st of April. And here's how, here's how they look. Club Langley v Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves. Long Lane v South East Athletic, Metrogas v Danson Sports. So um, a small round of fixtures really, just six, well, three games, six clubs involved uh, this Saturday in our division. And let's have a look what we think they may, how they may look. Um, Club Langley v Sporting Club Thamesmead. Um, that'll be a close game again. Um, I doubted them last week. I won't do that again this week. So I'll edge with the home side on that. And I'll go with a 2-1 uh, victory to uh, Club Langley. Long Lane v South East Athletic. Long Lane have been on a, a really good run. And to be fair, you know, South East Athletic's form has improved a lot as well. They've won, I believe, the last two now in a row. And um, it will be a tougher game than it would have looked maybe a month or so ago. Um, I think the uh, South East Athletic guys have kind of clicked a bit now. And they're kind of finding a bit of form at the right time. That said, I think Long Lane probably will be a little bit too strong on the day um, for them on this on this occasion, and I will go with a three-two on that to Long Lane. Uh, Metrogas v Danson Sports. Um, after you know viewing Metrogas last Saturday, uh, very strong side, very good. You know, really really good side there, and um, made it really hard for us. And Danson. Still on that losing, that little losing streak, you know, it's continued through the year. They've not picked up a win yet, a couple of draws here and there, but they've not won yet in 2023 in the league. Um, so it's going to be hard not to back the home side there. So I'll go for a 3-0 to Metrogas on, on that one. So that brings an end uh, to the 100th episode of the Saturday Manager. I really hope you enjoyed uh, listening and do hope you'll join us next week. And until then, have a great week in football. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.